Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. This is a live recording of the CC America podcast. Hi, Tammy, and happy Mother's Day. Hey, Mary, how are you? Good, how are hey, you doing? Hey, hey. Nadia, say happy Mother's Day. Hey. So, so we have a special hey. guest as well, Nadia, who would like to say happy Mother's Day. Hey. hey Nadia. Hi. Hi. So let's show them our little shirts, Pooh. It says mom, daughter, team. Oh. Yeah. This is my little, my little Pooh. Oh. Um, so happy that you all could join us. I think she's ready to go with her dad. She just jumped out of my arms. <laughs> um, but we are excited to have you all on tonight. This is the first time that I'm actually going live from the CC America page. And I am so excited to have Mrs. Tammy Gator on. This is also the first time that we are having a special guest. Um, and Tammy is a very close friend and an amazing um, mother and woman of God, and we are just so excited to have her on tonight with us. Um, typically, what I'll do before we get started is just say a quick prayer. Um, so we will uh, start definitely with prayer, and then we will uh, jump right in. Thank you. And actually, um, so I will uh, go ahead and get started. Um, so Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this Mother's Day. Um, we thank you for waking us up this morning and all of our families. Lord God, we just come to you now giving you praise, glory, and honor because we know that you are awesome and that you are still in control even when we don't know what things look like um, day to day. But we know that your hand is on us, your hand is on our families, and we are just so grateful to be here and able to um, just join in once again to just talk about how good you are and also just share stories from our lives in hopes of transforming the lives of others, Lord God. We give you praise and glory. I thank you for Tammy Gator and her family, Lord God. I thank you for all of the listeners that you would just cover and protect um, all of them right now in the name of Jesus, that you would also um, just lift up individuals who may be hurting right now during this season and on this Mother's Day and beyond, Lord God, that you would just cover them and comfort them and give them the peace that they need. I thank you, Lord God, again for Tammy and um, her willingness and her assistance and just her joy um, in all of the wonderful things that she does for me and so many other people, Lord God, around the world. We are so grateful for her, her spirit, her testimony, and we are excited to have her on tonight. We give you praise, glory, and honor, and thank you again for this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. All thank right. you, You're welcome. Happy thank Mother's you. Thank you. Same to you. Happy Mother's Day. Really excited to have you on tonight. Um, joining us for this show and um, for all of our listeners uh, so that you all know the topic of tonight is um, a message from mothers, fear less. <laughs> and the title, um, you may notice that I put less in parentheses um, because the from mothers about different experiences, but also understanding how we can become more fearless in the midst of adversity or different things that we may be facing. So um, definitely excited to have you on. And uh, before we get started, I did want to um, have Tammy Gator. She is the CEO and founder of Bluff City Leadership. 
and also Connect Incorporated, as you can see here on Instagram. Um, I would love for her to just share a little bit more about her background and for all of our listeners on, on Podbean, for anyone who joins in, I'm just learning a little bit more about Tammy. All right. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Tamari, again. Um, well, as Mary said, I am CEO of Love City Leadership. Love City Leadership has gone through many transitions. So um, we're actually in the midst of, I guess, a rebranding again. Um, I'm not so sure. My son, Brandon, works with me and he kind of uh, directed me to kind of make some changes again. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning. So for right now, it's Love City Leadership, and it's really about connection, connection to communication, learning to understand yourself better in order to build and maintain healthy relationships all through the process and the progress of effective communication. Because there, you know, um, there's communication, effective communication, and there's, there's some communication that's just not so good. It's not effective. So basically, it is about communication and using communication to build healthy relationships and keep those relationships going because we we i believe there are a lot of people that disconnected not because mm. of not because they don't love each other um or want to be around each other or need each other it's just they fail to connect by way of understanding and you all know the words that, and all that getting deeply understanding and the yes. best way to get understanding is communicate Communication is, is a two-way fold. It's words, it's action, but it, it travels. And so if one person is, is one person cannot drive all the way to California nonstop. Period. I don't care how much they stop. Nonstop without stopping. They gotta get gas, they gotta get food, something. Right. So you still have to stop. So um, there's a receiving and there is a giving in communication. So basically that's what Love City Leadership is about. Samaria's uh, husband, Rodney and I, who's like a brother to me, weird story how we connected, but we do the Butterfly Evolution radio show together every Tuesday night. Samaria has supported us all through the years. Um, I am also co-producer, excuse me, and TV host for Bridging the Gap TV talk show. I have served as a guest um, for the last, well, this virus has kind of stopped some things, but I've been a guest for one of our other hosts, but my shows will start to air um, hopefully first of June or so. And my topic is bridging the, the, the gap between men and women. So that, I hope you guys will, will learn more about that and, and join us Monday at 12.30 on Preach the Word Network. Um, guys, Mary, I don't know. Don't let me forget anything. So I'm just, I'm just me, you guys, finally. I'm just me. I've quit. I've quit with trying to please, trying to have people validate me. Um, I've quit at not speaking my voice, having a voice, and being unapologetically unapologetic about that. And in that has come such freedom. So we can start there. Um, I'm a mother and a grandmother. Mother of one, grandmother of one, beautiful daughter-in-law. Um, just, just, just at a good place right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for, um, for sharing, Tammy. And Tammy has definitely accomplished a lot. And she is one of the reasons that I am, um, that I got the courage to do this podcast. So Tammy um, oh. is definitely an inspiration. Um, I know that it has been um, something like a 
a project of mine that I've wanted to do for years. Um, CC America is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, so even before becoming a mother, this was something that I was really passionate about um, with the goal of inspiring the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And this is just one platform that I am hoping that I will be able to use to really help people grow and transform. And so the Butterfly Evolution Show is actually how Tammy and I met. Um, as she mentioned, my husband Rodney is a co-host with her on her show. And I listened um, many, many years ago. Uh, I think the first show that I heard was in 2014. So here we are six wow. years later. And oh, wow. <laughs> that long? 2014. Yes, my, Rodney and I met in 2013. And Tammy and I, um, essentially, it felt like I knew her forever before we actually met in person. Um, the first time we met in person was when Rodney hosted his education summit. But literally, she has been inspiring me from Tennessee um, all this time, just knowing, like, just the growth and transformation that she shares on her radio show. Again, it's the Butterfly Evolution radio show, radio show excuse me, through Blog Talk Radio. Um, but for me, I've been inspired as a woman, as a mother. Um, I've just been inspired as a person listening to Tammy's radio show. And so um, ironically, the topic for tonight came from a discussion from Tammy following her appearance on Extended Learning's LLC's Virtual Career Week. And she was talking about you know, communication and the tool that she uses, life languages, it was so helpful for her to break it down for me. Um, and I have now a daughter, um, Nadia, and Tammy and I were talking following her show. And I was telling her that, you know, my story is definitely an interesting one. And I was debating on whether or not I would have the show tonight. But I said, you know, what, what better way um, than to honor mothers than to just share um, our truths? and share our experiences from a perspective of motherhood, but also just in life. Um, so for me, uh, the show and the communication tool that Tammy shared is something that can help me being a mother. It can help me being a daughter. It can help me being a wife. It can help me being um, an aunt, a sister. It can just help you across the board. Um, so I'm really excited for her to be able to just um, share her gifts with the world. And this won't be the, the last time that Tammy's on the CC America podcast, um, but I'm, I'm really grateful for Tammy, and I'm glad that she's able to join us tonight, and taking, as you can see, taking away time, like she's taking a step back and willing to give to others, even on this Mother's Day, where she is being honored for being the wonderful woman that she is, so I'm grateful that you're here tonight, and really excited to just chat with you about life and motherhood, and just growth and transformation. Thank you. Thank you, Samaria. Thank you. You're I want welcome. to say something about what you just said about taking away um, from this day. Years, probably even last year, I would have been frantic about trying to do this because of my attachment to just the idea of being a mother and, and uh, Brandon and so forth. Um, but I feel that it is my duty and my obligation to not just myself, but to other women and to men, because if we grow as women, um, if we find our connection, I was actually thinking about this, you know, Tim and I went riding today on the motorcycle, it was so wonderful. But um, I was just thinking about how, if you, if you guys have ever seen motorcycle riders, it doesn't matter, when they, when they are approaching each other or passing each other, it doesn't matter the color of their skin, 
um, their weight, um, what kind of bike they have, none of that matters. They always throw this signal up to acknowledge one another. There's always a language that is understood and there is a respect because they have found a connection. That motorcycle right. and them out riding is their connection. So I believe we as women and all of us, whether we're white, black, tan, Chinese, Japanese, I believe that we as women are one. We are connected. And then there's that that does not mean that we are divided from from our men from our men or from anything else. It's just that we as women have a connection that if, if nothing alone, we are women. We're women. And so if we would we would take that and go forward with it and find Tamara, you and I are as different as night in that. But somewhere along the way, we have found something that connects us. That's true. We have similarities that we choose to focus on rather than differences. I applaud you because, and I don't know if we talked about this, I think maybe we touched on it. I applaud you because a lot of women would not accept the relationship that Rodney and I have. Rodney's like a brother to me, which means you've become my sister. You know yes. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but a lot of women would, would be guarded or offended by that. If you've ever felt that, I've never felt that. No. <laughs> However, I do believe it's because, and I've had, I have more male friends than I have female friends just because I've always thought it gets a little messy for me and I just like the way men just do life, like whatever. I make you mad, whatever, move on, let's, let's, let's go. Um, but I've always taken it upon myself and taken on the responsibility of, I will not be your friend if I cannot be your wife's friend, period. If, you, if your wife cannot find some common ground and she's not comfortable with me, bro, I got to get out of your life. I got to go. Because your wife, your family is much more important than me and our relationship, much more. And so, but I still, with that being said, I applaud you because you never made me feel uncomfortable, ever, mm -hmm. ever. So it's just, it's just finding, I, I, I really think once we as women um, kind of find ourselves, when we become our own um, motivator. Um, when we validate who we are, good, bad, indifferent, all of that. When we become, I heard this, and I'm going to pass it back to you, I heard this saying that when the game becomes the game and when you can no longer tell the dance from the dancer, mm. if you just imagine that someone dancing so much so until they become their dance, that's a true dance. That's someone mm. who loves dancing. I want to love life like that. I want to be the same everywhere with everybody. I want to be one with myself. And I think that's what motivates women and makes them feel comfortable around someone, other women. Very so. nice. That, and that's a really great point, Tammy. And thank you so much. And you've never given me a reason to feel, you know, any type of way about the relationship that you all have, because to your point, you became a friend to me as well. Um, because Rodney and I had actually just started dating when, when you two... Um, began your relationship um, many, many years ago. We had literally just started dating the end of 2013. So I remember he told me he was going to be on your show. 
and then I followed your page. And then like literally from there, it was tertiary. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I like you just were always someone who was really supportive and encouraging and just a beautiful spirit. And the only thing I had ever seen was Tammy's photo. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. But I never, like you always made me feel comfortable and you always encouraged me the same way you encouraged him. So it was one of those mm -hmm. things where I was like, okay, like this is cool. But to your point, you made a point to make sure that you were always the friend of whomever it is uh, from a man's perspective, being a friend to their significant other. And I think that is that just shows the type of character that you have and the type of person that you are. Um, and like you said, do, like doing your doing your dance when you're really passionate about it, it all becomes one. Like everything mm -hmm. that we do in terms of love and life and just meshing everything together, um, but really doing it and, and believing it. Right, 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 right. So here we are. Yes, <laughs> awesome. So um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight was kind of like our, our birth stories. And um, and I, it, it, it doesn't matter if you want to go first, I can go first. But like, and not necessarily just like giving birth, but the process from finding out that you were going to be a mother to becoming a mother and any significant lessons learned that could really help someone else either who's going through this journey or someone who's supporting someone through the journey or just in life in general. Because to your point, Tammy, um, a lot of the lessons can be beneficial to both men and women. So a lot of what you said is something that both men and women could benefit from. So um, it's up to you. Either one of us can. You tell me what you, you want to do. Okay. I, I would love for you to go first as our special guest and just share share your story with the people. Okay. So I'll start I'll, I'll start kind of way back. You guys, I never intended on being a mother, ever. And, um, and, and my son knows that, so we've had that conversation. But I always wanted to, well, let me say this. I... A child. That was always my my thing, and uh, and I, and the reason because I just thought there's so many kids that do not have a mother and a home or family, and so I've always wanted to adopt. Fast forward, um, I did get pregnant, and um, it does happen. And I'll try to say this as tactful as possible. Um, I was about four and a half months before I found out I was pregnant. Oh and wow! I was literally still still having my menstrual. Okay. So, but I was, I, I was getting sick a lot. And so finally, my grandmother said to me one day. Uh, oh. We lost your audio. I can't hear you. What about now? Okay, now I can hear you. Oh, you know what? I, I wonder if it's me. I was using the speaker so that our guest, we do have... Um, someone online um, through the Pride Bean app. So I wonder if it was uh, because this like just cut off. So you can you can continue talking and I'll try to get it connected back in. So basically I do go to doctors and the doctor says you're pregnant. And when you get pregnant, I'm like, no, that's not that can't be because I'm I've been having cycles, I'm still not pregnant, whatever. And so I said, could you do the test again? Long story short, she did, she came back with the same information. So to 
You can imagine, I'm like, I can remember the walk away from the hospital back to the car. So fast forward, um, of course, Brandon has been just a, a truly, in the sense, a lifesaver. Um, becoming a mother changed the game for me. It really gave me, um, at that time, I feel it gave me purpose. Mm. So much so that that, that that purpose would later become detrimental in a sense, and I hope I, I hope mothers will understand about that later. But um, because before that, I had lost my grandmother at a very young age. Um, I don't know. Just, I, just a lot of things happened as a young girl, and it was. And, and this is probably why a lot of young girls, and I can say this, but it is what it is. You guys, it's, it's true. Um, feel the need to have a baby, mm. and sometimes another one, which is not the reason. And that was not my intent, but having Brandon and becoming a mother just kind of pushed me into being more responsible, caring about the world a bit more, and so forth. But at the same time, it kind of stopped me, and I was 21 at the time that I had him. And so it kind of um, stopped. It, it became a way to not deal with me, though. Mm. So... Um, that is not good. That that's just not good because the, the you can only be the best mother if you're the best you. That so is so true. You, you can try to pour all that you can in your into your children, but there's gonna come a day where your children are not children anymore. And even during that time, you will not give them your best you if you if you are not your best you. You cannot give what you don't have. So when I say he literally saved my life, guys, there was, mm. there was, there was a, a day that I was just kind of in the midst of being a mother and doing all that, making him my purpose. There was a day that I just did not want to live anymore. There was a day that I was just sick of life, sick of people. Um, and I thought, if this is life, I don't know who wants to be in, in the midst of this. And so the only thing that pulled me out of that moment was my son putting a note under the door he was he was young like really young putting a note under the door perfectly folded and i saw that little motion you know i didn't know what was going on but i looked back and there was a note under the door and it was perfectly folded what was just written on a white sheet of paper and when i opened it up it said mom i love you and it was a heart with an arrow
fast forward, you know, it just, to me, and people will, people probably will say, well, I don't know about that. I think that God pulls good for your good out of every situation. So true. My, my becoming pregnant and, and having, giving birth at 21, being single, I'm sure that grandmother wasn't proud, daddy wasn't proud, whatever. But I'll tell you who knew what I was going to need on that day, who I was going to need on that day. So fast forward, my son is 32, I think. Um, I think he's 33 in August. We have just, we have, we've had some tough times, but my goodness, he has been one of my greatest blessings and teachers. So I thank God for him. Um, I would not be here if I had not become a mother. I would not be where I am today or the person I am today had I not allowed that to um, truly, had, had I not taken it on, but then also put it on. Right. So um, even now, you guys, my son and I have grown more probably these last three years as as people, and then as mother and son and, and back and forth. I mean, God is just in the midst, and it's a beautiful thing. And if I had to go back and do all this, there's so much I would have, I would do differently. So much. And Brandon turned out pretty well, pretty well. He did. But so much I would do differently. So much. So that that's mm. kind of my story. But I tell you, Samaria, I knew that I could only do that one time. I knew that I could <laughs> to have another one. Because being a mother is, wow, you guys, uh, hats off to, to, to everybody, whether you have a child or not. If you are playing the role of a mom, because we have them. We carry them for nine months. We have them. We go through the body changes, the emotional changes. But I'm telling you, you know who they want more than us? Their daddies. Their daddies. <laughs> we don't have to talk to God when we see him. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's just the way it is. But that speaks, that speaks much about men and their role in our lives, in the lives of their wives, their mothers, their sisters, their children, and right. in this world, like, that does not take away from them, that adds to them, and it does not take away from us that our children um, are, 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 are led toward the Father more. To me, that is biblical, and so to deny, I don't have a right to deny that. I'll share a quick story and I'm giving back over to you. And this is real. It, this this family was on Steve Hart. This young man had had an accident and he was like 18 something, really young, really terrible accident. Mm. And the mother, the family went on Facebook asking people to pray, 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 pray. Well, mom, he was in a coma. Mom never left the hospital, she said. Oh, wow. Same day that she never left. Dad came and, go, came and went, did his thing. She said they... His, her son, their son, came out of the coma. <laughs> her, the dad, both were there, mom and dad. Right. He looked at her, um, and he said he wanted, could he, could she give him some water? He looked at his dad, said, "Dad, I love you." <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. He said, I, he said, I can't believe she said, "It made me feel some kind of way." 
once you got over it. Right. Mom, I need water. Dad, I love you. That is so funny. That is funny. But that's so true, how how that works. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Tammy. Um, definitely a very powerful story. And it, when you were talking, it made me think about the fact that anyone that sees you, you're so vibrant. When you walk into a room, you command attention. And I wonder how many people during that time when you were really having a rough time, if they even knew. Because oftentimes the strongest people carry things so well, and they have no idea. And to your point, the only person that could save you was God, but he gave you your son in advance because he knew the road that you would have to travel and he knew what you would need at the time that you needed it. Mm-hmm. They didn't know. Nobody, I don't, I'll tell you, if I had went through with that, people would have been shocked to, to, to know. I mean, because they, they didn't know because I was always, which is what led me to this kind of burnout. I was always there for everybody. Mm. I never expressed my pain from from seeing my grandmother pass away. You know, well, being there, seeing her body in its death state. I didn't see the actual black breath, but I got to stand over her and say, you got to wake up. What's going to happen to me? Well, you got to come back, whatever this means. So I grew up just being, being keeping all that emotion and you know, closed up. So parents, mothers, fathers, kids are people to talk with them. They have feelings, they have emotions attached to those feelings. Because if you don't, then they become the mean. They become right. the people who grow up with that pain. So nobody, nobody needs Mary. Nobody. And I did good. I can't put all that on them because it was my purpose to hide it. I just wanted them, I wanted somebody to notice. But I didn't want to have to go to them. I be, and I think it was because of how I was. I was always just, I could feel people's pain. I didn't wait mm. for them to come to me. I would go to them. Right. And so I think I wanted someone to see me and come to me. But, wow. you know. That's really deep. Um, because we are very similar in that regard, in that I'm an empath, as you know, um, from our experiences, getting to know each other and becoming friends. Um, But you're right, when you are the strong person, you kind of expect what you give to others to be reciprocated. And that, for me, has been one of the hardest things, because I expect people to know or to be like me, and that I may not ask someone what they need, I'll just do it. Or I may not ask someone if they're okay because, some, like like you said, you know. Um, and it's interesting because literally we go through life and we're passing people and we don't know like what individuals are going through. And ever since I was young, I always would say, like at least just say hi, like you never know what someone is going through. And a lot of that comes from my great-grandmother, God rest her soul, um, because she would always say, you know, you never know. So always treat everyone with love and respect. And then she would always tell me, like, you have to love everyone. And she would say, love everyone, but dislike their ways. So don't dislike a person. And so because I grew up that way, I literally would, um, that was how I looked at life and situations. And to your point, saying how Brandon saved you, in some ways I'll say, um, you know, having Nadia, I feel like it is saving me. Like, I feel like I'm still going through that transformation process because I've had 
um, times where people probably had no idea that I was depressed or feeling sad or um, not that I want to hurt myself, but sometimes indifferent about if I'm here or if I'm not. And when you look at me, you see me smiling. So no one would have that idea. Um, and when I found out that, and, and to your point earlier, you had mentioned that you never planned to be a mom. For me, I was afraid. So ironically, the title of the show is uh, Fearless uh, or Fear Less, a message from mothers. When I found out, I think I had went to my um, annual appointment and it was 2017, October. Um, and the doctor at the time, because of my weight, told me never to get, she said, you should not even think about getting pregnant anytime soon. You'll probably end up with gestational diabetes, high blood pressure, like it's not a good idea. So I started to work on losing weight. And fast forward, I found out in January of that year that I was pregnant. So because of what that doctor said, I had so much fear. I already had a lot of fear about the birthing process. That was why I waited so long because I was like, oh no. And then my husband and I, we didn't get married until 2016. So the timing, it, it worked out well, but I was so afraid of becoming pregnant. Um, you know, like some women, they get married and they're like, oh yes, I'm ready for the baby now. That was not me. I was not ready. I was not all that excited. I was actually almost deathly afraid that something bad was going to happen to me because I was overweight, pregnant, and I was close to what they would call a geriatric pregnancy at 35 um, because I would deliver her, um, of course, at that time. But when I got pregnant, I was 34. And so I was afraid of having my child because they were like, you shouldn't get pregnant. And so I requested a different doctor in my very first appointment. She said, why are you so scared? And I said, because they told me not to get pregnant because of all the potential risk that I might have because of my weight, because of like factors that are specific to race and things like that. And then on top of that, I kept seeing articles about the number of African-American women dying, giving birth. So none of that made me feel comfortable about having a child. I was afraid. And even with her talking to me, I would say that that fear kept me from really truly enjoying the pregnancy because I was scared. And I was scared before getting pregnant because I had heard horror stories about women who did have children and what that process felt like. Like I know you said after having Brandon, you were like, okay, I know I don't want to have another one. <laughs> um, but I think it's the fear of the unknown. And even throughout that pregnancy, like God kept me, I fell down the stairs at five months pregnant and I broke my um, right big toe. And then I sprained my left ankle and I flew from LAX in uh, Los Angeles and I was in a wheelchair and then they had to wheel me to the plane and I couldn't even walk. Like I cried to get on the plane, but, and I didn't know if Nadia was okay or not. At the time I couldn't feel the baby moving. So of course I was nervous. Um, and then fast forward, when it was time to deliver, I went to the doctor's office for my checkup because I was at 40 weeks and there was no fluid left, none at all. And I had asked the doctor a week before, I said my sister delivered and she told me that um, when she delivered her child, she didn't have fluid left. And as you all will know, the fluid helps cushion the baby and protect them. So during the birthing process, they can live. And if you lose fluid too early, the baby may not be able to survive. And so when they told me I had no fluid left, they like, they were all secretive. They wouldn't really tell me what was going on. And they called, I heard them on the phone outside. And of course I'm crying at this point because I was like, 
you know, I made it this far. I hope like she'll be okay. Cause the whole pregnancy, I worried if I was going to live and if Nadia was going to live. And I got to that last day and I was so afraid. And then I remember them like frantically calling the hospital to make sure the bed was ready. Cause I had coughed up blood the night before and they kept telling me to wait before I came to the hospital. And when I went, I laid there for eight hours. I ended up on oxygen after two hours. And then they decided to do an emergency C-section. Well, the funny thing about that C-section, as I was pregnant, I had been praying that I would not feel any pain. Would you believe I did not feel any pain? Literally, because I ended up in the epidural, I was deathly afraid of the epidural because in high school, I saw a young lady who had been paralyzed. So I had all these negative messages bombarding me. And I was like really afraid of being pregnant, of giving birth, of life after having a child. And I gave birth, I didn't feel any pain. And I ended up having Nadia via C-section and I'm okay. Like you all, um, for anyone that was on earlier, um, you all saw, you had a chance to see my daughter and for anyone online, you had a chance to hear my daughter. She is fine. Um, Nadia is 18 months now, I'm fine. I've healed okay. I didn't have any complications but I literally allowed the fear that was spoken over me to keep me from enjoying that moment. And to your point, um, having a child, sometimes it can be detrimental because you start to live your life for your kids and you don't take care of yourself. So to Tammy's point earlier, if you don't take care of yourself, you don't have anything to give. And a lot of times, I, I know I've heard it on the Butterfly Evolution Show, they remind us every time we get on the airplane, even if you have small children, put your oxygen mask on first. And I struggle to put my oxygen mask on first. I am always trying to take care of everyone else around me and I'm not taking care of myself. So Nadia has been a blessing. Uh, I don't even like this situation here, like us being on the podcast, I have been putting off CC America since 2010. Nadia was born um, in 2018. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mary, I heard you say earlier, um, you know, doing the, when we started the Butterfly Mission radio show, my goal was to, um, I said, and at that time it was one of my friends and I that started it and we were like, oh, we're going to help people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, and, and we have, we have, but I'm going to tell you this show, CC America is going to help you. Amen. And I mean, because I got to a point, it's like, wow. So God, you knew that I needed this. Like, I thought, I'm gonna, here I am. I'm gonna, I, I finally got it. You guys, I am. I've grown the last year more than I have, and maybe I'll say that I, I can see it. So maybe I'll change that because it has taken me. I, I just turned 52, 52 May first, and. I look back, and so that's a long time to carry your baggage. That's mm. a long time. Even though we started the show in 2011, um, my transformation started way before 2011. I remember actually the day where I really started to feel um, that I was starting to embrace life. But as you know, you don't just, for me and for most people, it doesn't just change overnight. Like, right. That God cannot do that for us. But it took a long time.
time for me to get where I was. I had a lot of pain. I had a lot of um, feelings. And I, I keep, I want to stress feelings and then emotions because feelings are just feelings. We want to deal with the emotions tied to those feelings. So I'm at a point now where I have just, I am becoming detached. I'm learning how to detach myself from the people that I love, but still love them. Mm. I'm learning to detach myself from the emotions of the things that I went through that hurt me, the people. I have set people free. Um, some powerful thing, one powerful thing that I've, that I've learned this year is, is there are no justified commitments. There mm. are none. And that means you cannot carry the weight of other people's decisions. You oh, cannot wow. carry that weight by way of emotions. You cannot trust your feelings. Meaning, you don't have to... I look at feelings like a gun. Um, we can, you can have a gun, but you have to pull the trigger. So I no longer... I, I recognize those triggers in my life, and I have a lot of them. I have a lot of them. But I realize that I don't have to Mm. I don't have to react to those uh, triggers. I I can I can I have grace and mercy for myself and a new profound love which gives me much grace and mercy for someone else. And again, you cannot give what you don't have. So you cannot true. give to others what you have not learned to give yourself. And I learned somewhere along the process that I didn't love myself. Oh, wow. I That's learned deep. that somewhere along I learned. And how did I recognize that? By the way I let people treat me. How I was a yes ma'am girl. Like, I, my, I was, how I felt was last. What I wanted to eat was last. Where I wanted to go. If, if I'm with someone, <laughs> what do you want? Where do you want to go? Right. Now I boldly say, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. If, I can, if I can, if there's something there that I can deal with, but if I don't want it, I don't want it. I'm sorry. I don't want it. No, I'm not sorry. But I don't want it. And so I've learned to love myself um, without being attached to myself. Mm. Because attachment is a is a it, it, it's it's a thing that will run you out and break relationships. So I have become detached to the point where I can love without expectations. I can love um, without needs. I can love without judgment of you. And without wanting you to know my every thought, my my every pain, or even understand it. Like, so that is, that's why I've grown more this year. Uh, and I'm more verbal about my feelings. If someone hurts my feelings, I tell them. I tell them because guess what? It's, it may be a misunderstanding. It may right. be a sore spot for me. The reason that I'm offended. And that's another thing. We, we have to deal with our own shit. Can I say the word? That's right. Yeah. And take right. our eyes. Stop trying to stop thinking that everybody else's shit stinks. Because I had to realize that as nice as I was, much as I loved people, as much as I would do anything for the people that I love, that I had some selfish, manipulative,
positive ways about me mm. that were also triggers for other people. And mm. sometimes it was a trigger, it was a bullet for somebody else that somebody else was getting, if that makes sense. Like it right. Was, it was like someone else caused it. so true Tammy and I, I really appreciate you sharing that and just being real and being honest because a lot of people deal with the same things and we may or may not um, share it so um, you definitely said said a lot there that was really profound and really helpful and like I said I always tell you you helped me in a lot of ways mentoring me asking me you know why aren't you doing that and one of the things you had mentioned at the very start of um, what you were just stating is the fact that this is probably going to help me even more. And in my quest of trying to help other people, it is, it's freeing because it allows me, as you said, to be unapologetically me sharing my story and not being worried about who's going to call this family or that family or who's going to call whomever to tell them what I said on the show. I shared my own truth and I'm okay with that. Um, but then even furthermore, one thing that I think is a common misconception especially as being a Christian is that you are like, you have to allow everyone in your circle or you have to allow people to mistreat you. And the Bible does say turn the other cheek, but it also, there's no scripture that tells us to allow ourselves to continue to put ourselves in situations that we know aren't healthy. Mary, the word says guard your heart. It does. And so we I don't guard our hearts. I have to become an advocate for guarding your heart. Amen. It is so life. true. And so I guard it and I take, I, I, I take no, I, I just do. And, and I remember something Rodney said, and I hope I get this exactly how he said it about people. Um, he said it like, I, like he doesn't trust, people have to earn his trust. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think we've been taught to be gullible. Yes. Um, we see it as a way of loving and serving God. But remember, y'all, Jesus, the, the Bible says Jesus turned over tables at a, at, at, a, at a time. Right. And so many other things. So I had to, I had to take, I really became unlearned. I put everything away. And I asked God to build me, to show me me. 
And I think once we once we start to do life in that way, don't try to hide your shit. Don't because you don't get over it. If you try to hide it, you don't deal with it. You don't, you don't heal. Get over it. Right. So I just had to put Tammy on the table. I started making decisions for me. Right, indifferent, wrong, whatever. I would have to suffer the consequences for those. So but what it did was it allowed God to allow me to see myself. If I'm hiding from myself, because I'm you certainly not hiding him. from God. But what I accept, God can take and walk me through. God can take me and change me. I can't do that for myself. It's so true. It, and so, it's through grace. We think we can change it. <laughs> right, right. So God in your heart is mandatory. Knowing, take a look at the people in your life that you spend the most time with. Because if you start to get it together, you will not have to tell people who you need. They will, they will either begin that journey with you, or they will light. You want light. Darkness cannot divide in, in light. That's so true. One candle mm. in the midst of darkness, fall down a dark road. And if there's one light flickering somewhere, what what becomes your focus? You will see it. You that one light. It. So you let if you work on shining your light, the others who cannot do not do not do not know what that is and, and the depth of light, you know that you won't have to ask people out of your life. They will start dropping like flies. That is so true. Um yeah, it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that someone told me before was to guard my heart. And then they also told me, don't, like, don't cast your pearl before swine. And in the word, it says that. And and to your point, guarding our hearts, sometimes that does include distancing yourself from people who put you in a, in a bad space or people who aren't on the same path. Because to your point about light and darkness, light and darkness can't coexist. And sometimes we try to mesh with people that we were, that were only supposed to be in our lives for a season and we try to put them in our lives for a lifetime. Um, and so then we start to make different decisions. And I was trying to find um, a particular scripture, but it was interesting is I had wrote down whose approval do you seek and why? This was the beginning of January last year. And I put, to, it was a note to myself. I was reading Matthew 6 and I wrote, Matthew, can, I mean, men cannot approve me. Be sincere in my faith and do not do acts for show. God knows my motives in my heart. Do not be a hypocrite. And it's um, Matthew 5 and 6 has a, a lot of really good nuggets about life and relationships and just being a good person overall. But it's one of those things that we try to, we try to live through. We try to be strong. We try to be a certain way for other people. But if we aren't who we need to be for ourselves, then we really are giving, we're pouring from an empty cup and we're giving not our best selves, but we're giving something, but it probably isn't even what other people need. We think we may be helping other people, but if we don't help ourselves, we can't help other people. So um, I appreciate you just being honest and transparent and sharing your truth because it is true when we, when we live for other people and we don't live for ourselves and becoming a mother, oftentimes that's what mothers do. They put everyone before themselves and you bring yourself ragged trying to be um, someone for everyone without being true to yourself uh -huh. and without guarding your heart and doing the things that you need to do for yourself. So I'm glad that more people are taking 
um, that more people are focusing on, um, you know, self-care and right. be like really taking care of themselves because I think more and more people are realizing that depression, suicide, all of those things come from us not taking good care of ourselves as as women, as men, as people, as mothers, as fathers, as children. Um, we have to do that. We have to do that work. And as you said, not hide our stuff, but be real and just recognize and admit the issues that we have so we can fix it. And you know what, Tamari, it's like, um, well, and I, I don't know if we have men on or not, but but this is for men and women. Um, the best thing that we can do, we talked about, you know, women have children, men, men, men and women come together, we, we, women, we get pregnant, but we, God chose us to, to carry this baby, have the baby and so forth. We have them, but, and we love, I get it, I get it. I had to learn the difference between loving Brandon as my son and and making that real different from my relationship with my husband at the time. I had to I had to really learn how to how how different that is because we as mothers, I think we have that part confused about our children. Mm. And sometimes we are more of we're married to our children. And that is not the way God intended it, it to be. And, I, and, and I'll validate this with this. We don't become one with our children. Because the word tells us to prepare our children to go off. Right. And, and build their own homes. We become one with the people that we choose to do life with. We That's become so one true. with husband and wife and, and that kind of thing. So, the, but, but, but it's, I think we've gotten it kind of, um, we've destroyed that in a sense of, we put so much in our children, and our, and and our children need us, but in a different way. Right. Our children need to see us living our best life. That's that's their greatest teacher, is to see us living what we're trying and wanting for them. And so, to the mother who's struggling with with liking her 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 child's father that she that she chose. The best thing that you can do for some, some of the best things that you can do for your child is first love yourself. And when you love yourself, you're going to be able to love your children's father. You will love them because guess what? That is your, that is a part of your child. And right. Not love him sends the wrong message to your child. That's a confusing message. So whatever is going on between you two grown folks. That's between you and him. It has nothing to do with what your child needs from his or her father. Right. And I'm going to turn around to this because hopefully we have some dads out there. The best thing that you can do for your son or your daughter is love and respect their mother. And make, yes. sure, make sure her needs are met. Because if you're, if you're reading the same Bible that I read, it says to treat me and your wife and your sister and your mother as the weaker vessel. Not because we are weak, but we are the weaker vessel. So God gave us something. God gave us different things for different reasons. This is the body of Christ. Body of Christ. So I know that I, in my life, like I have, thank God, I have two arms, two legs, two feet, two eyes. There are some people that don't have that. Right. But God gave them what they need. God gave them what they needed for this life. So he gave men what they need, and he gave us what we need. 
And so that's why we need to find that common connection as women. That's why men need to find that common connection as men. I heard a man say at one of, I had something, Derek, Dedrick Golden, he said, I will not be with a man who does not take care of his wife and his children. I would not play ball with that guy. If they call me and say, let's go play ball, dude, bring your son. Mm, that's smart. You know, we have to hold people accountable, but you cannot hold people accountable if you're not first holding yourself accountable. That's where your emotions, your needs, your communication, everything. That is everything. so true. So you have to take the blame, guilt, shame, take, take everything off of everybody else. No matter how justified you think it is, I am responsible for what I want out of life. I'm responsible for asking for it, demanding it if I have to, but I'm not going to keep demanding because once I tell you what I need, if you're, if you're not giving me what I need, then I know that you're, let's not force it. Right. <laughs> so life, life has an intelligence about itself that we don't need to interfere with. We just mm. need to learn to become our own dancer of, of our lives. I love it. Tammy, thank you so, so much. Um, it looks like Instagram is telling me we have a minute and 55 seconds remaining um, because they only let you go live for an hour. I could go back into the live, um, but before we uh, wrap up, I'll just make it easy because I know it's Mother's Day and I thank you for your time. Um, just give every let everyone know how they can uh, reach you um, and then we will reconvene uh, for part two because we definitely need a part two because there's so much more to unpack on uh, to unpack on this. But I'm so grateful for you joining tonight. So bluffcityleadership.com. So that's bluff b l e f f city c i t y leadership.com is the website. We offer an amazing assessment. So if somebody's looking for I don't know, to learn more about yourself, Mary, I'm willing to give somebody a free assessment. Okay. offer of unpacking that for them is my coaching, basically. Okay. So I, if you decide, you tell me, I don't know. Okay. Someone who listens can reach out to you and you can tell them, tell me. Give okay. That so works. I'll give them that free and one hour about that assessment. Um, Awesome. So my number eight 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 four eight three seven four four five eight 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 four eight three seven four four five. Tammy Gator on Facebook. Perfect. Uh, Butterfly Evolution Radio every Tuesday. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tammy. Nadia, Hi. say thank you. Say Hi. good night. Thank you. Nadia, wait. I'm thank you so much, Tammy. I appreciate it, and I will definitely Bye. have you on again. Bye. <laughs> you're welcome thank you so much yes and thank you um, for our listeners on Podbean and instagram we appreciate you have a good night and have a happy mother's day oh you know what i realized so if you if instagram ends it it won't let you save um, to all of our listeners on Podbean, thank you so much for listening. Hi. Nadia, say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.